you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And thank you for tuning in to HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR. On today's episode, I really want to talk to the leaders. There are three, and I know that there's far more, but we're going to focus on three outdated beliefs regarding the workplace and your employees. And if you hold these ideals, this mindset, then it may be impacting employee retention and employee satisfaction. We have to continue to evolve as leaders. And with that, there are some things that we're holding on to that are just simply not true. Maybe it's the cultures that we've been a part of. We've, I'm including myself in this because these three items are also things that I have thought before. I have attributed to myself and I've also attributed to being, you know, that best employee, that exceptional above standard employee would be doing these things. So let's just get into it. All right, so number one, the more you work, those long hours and that busyness, that's true success. That means that you're doing a good job. So busyness equals high rating, high performance. Uh, Is there a buzzer on here? I want to do a buzzer. No, absolutely not. I I think this was really hard for me as an HR and as a leader to just break away from, you know, for myself actually, because, you know, I've been always been so busy and then I really grew to even uh, really dislike the word, just being busy. That, That had to be my response. But in all actuality, what it indicates is actually limited time management, self control, focus. That's what it says to me. Whenever someone is that busy, or it really is indicating that they aren't making you or this a priority. So let's just, let's just talk about that just a little bit more. So it's for the people that your schedule is just back to back. What it actually tells me is that there's a lack of focus and a lack of prioritization in your life. Yes, there is so much to do, but I think if you listen to other podcasts, Myself and Beyonce, we all have the same hours in the day. That means that you get to decide what are the top priorities of your day? What do you get done? How are you going to be impactful? But also whenever we're looking at our employees, we're thinking, and this happens a lot, especially with moving to remote workforce. Employees are supposed to work 40 hours a week. Well, listen. At Willis HR, we're focused on the output. How are you impacting the core values? How are you living and breathing them? But how do you impact our clients? Are you available and responsive? And how does that translate into our our client survey and satisfaction? Are projects being done in a timely manner? Are you updating, you know, the project management tool, documenting your billable, non-billable hours? Listen, we don't ask our employees... How many hours did you work this week? I'm more focused on the quality of the project. How are we taking care of our clients? Are we being creative problem solvers, innovative? 
that means more to me than if you worked 30 hours this week or 60 hours. That's up to you. I don't even know my employee's schedule. I know that generally our employees start around anywhere from 8 or 9 a.m. I think we also have an employee that starts a little earlier. That's not important. Whatever for our employee base, and obviously this can't work in every workplace, every environment, but it is it is really important to focus on output, focus on the performance. What are the goals that are being achieved? And not to focus on a rigid eight to five. So that's hours and busyness equals success. If you work clock in right on time and right at the end of the day, five o'clock hits, clocking out, entered your time, you're out. Does that equal success? It's up to you to decide. That's an outdated belief. All right, the second one, it's pretty interesting. I had to work through this myself, but there's only one work mood, and that's just being happy and positive. And I actually feel that attitude in the workplace is a really important quality because it actually, you know, you're sharing your energy, you're impacting your, your coworkers, even if they're in a remote environment, there's still a tone via email or, you know, Slack to a message. Your that energy is being able to be transferred to, to some other employee, coworker, and then even your clients and your customers. But we've also kind of put this, uh, this thing in place where every employee has to be excited to be there and just bubbly. And if they're not bubbly, then maybe that equals not happy. And I don't know if you have to learn this from a a leadership perspective, but I definitely did a while ago. And it's that everybody's happy looks a little bit different. When you ask someone, how are you doing? I'm okay. Well, just because they say that they're okay, that could be their version of great. I think it's really more paying attention to meeting someone where they are. What is their baseline? And how does how are they veering away from, you know, their baseline mood? But it's really also taking the time to get to know your team, not expecting folks to be, you know, high, high energy. But there's a difference between being a negative and uh, disruptive employee. I like to say, I actually learned this at Verizon and it's called constructive dissent. So it's how you are disagreeing. Actually, disagreeing is really healthy, sharing an opposing opinion, but it's how you do it. And if you're focusing on operating with good intent, sharing something respectfully, being able to engage in a conversation where it's it's not judging, it's really learning about the other person's opinion. So focus on body language. So whether it be facial expressions, if you're on a Zoom call, tone, being able to be professional, respectful, in your word choice, that is positive, but it doesn't mean necessarily that you're always going to agree. And it doesn't mean that you're gonna, you know, bounce around and have that high energy. Just because that's my version, and that's me personally, of who I am as a person. I am typically high energy with my team, fun, but it's just a natural state and an optimistic. It doesn't mean that we can't allow for bad days or we can't allow and have room for days where, you know what, maybe I'm dragging and maybe I'm tired, but it doesn't mean that you have to like push that person to be something different. Allow them to be authentic. 
So that is an outdated belief where you can only have one work mode and it's on and it's happy. That's all you can be. It's okay to not be okay that day. As a leader, our job is to recognize patterns and to also express care and concern and support to our employee base. All right, last one. <laughs> and I really feel like if, if my team listened to this, they'd probably laugh. And I know that, I know that obviously one will, but um, at least. But working on vacation. Uh, okay, I'm serious on this. And I really, I, I have had to work on this so much. It is an outdated belief that your employees or yourself should be working while on vacation. And now listen, if you want to make sure you're not coming back to a ton of emails and, you know, get ahead of it and returning that sort of thing. But we really need to get to the place in our, in our society where when we're taking paid time off, we are actually doing the things that bring us joy. We're spending time with family, loved ones. We're going to that vacation spot that we've been planning that we're also spending so much money on. We are really, we're making memories and we really are taking time to have that balance. We spend so much time working and on work. That's, that's the gist of our lives right? It's like 80% of your life. Well, why are you working on vacation? Is it because we don't have the right employees in place? We haven't delegated correctly. We haven't prepared our customers, or our clients. Sometimes I know it's inevitable. Okay. Sometimes I know it, but you shouldn't every vacation, every weekend, every bit of time off, shouldn't be spent working or worrying about the work. Now I could go into a long list of how to uh, focus on getting away from that. I think it's my personal mission <laughs> to get employees and leaders to stop working. Huh? Really work whenever you're supposed to be working, right? So from I, I, if I hear that my employees are working weekends, I'm like, why? What is happening right now? What am I doing that have created that has created a culture where my employees feel like they have to work weekends? That is their that is not their work schedule. I know that. We are Monday through Friday. It is really important from a mental health perspective and that so that people are able to step away, check check off and release. And I think that's now more than ever. Through the pandemic, through just the additional pressures you know, our, our society and culture, it is really important that one focuses, focuses on what brings them joy, their family, their loved ones, what they care about. And there is a space for something other than the work that they do. It's really important. You know, even as I'm talking about this, I didn't realize how passionate I am about this. And this is, this is huge for me. I am really, I come from a corporate culture where I loved work and working. And I also felt like that was a part of my identity. If you're working, you're productive. That means you're a good person in society. Long hours equals you're doing a good job because you are adding more and more value. Your value is coming from the work that you're producing. Like it's all a continual cycle. And I'm not saying that's bad necessarily. It, you know, I've learned a lot from a, my corporate days and uh, you know, several HR positions that I've that I've had, and it instilled discipline and work ethic and you know myriad of other qualities. There, there's a time and place for that, and it's also valuable to learn 
self-control and self-recognition, really doubling down on how you're prioritizing time, how you're spending your time, focusing on what matters and the whys. You know, all of that is coming from years of watching leaders, watching employees, and even watching myself and what happens. Burnout happens and really, and also a ton of regret, ton of regret. So maybe this is not going to be the most popular podcast episode because whenever the CEOs and business owners listen to this, I'm going to be like, wait a second, are we telling our employees to work less, um, <laughs> show up and be miserable? No, that's not, not the point at all. Really? It's to focus on, you know, how much I love this. If I could mention this every podcast, focusing on your zone of genius, focusing on the producing the work where, you know, you're sharing your talents in such a way that's going to help your employees, help the, the client base, help push the mission of the organization forward. But that doesn't mean it has to be black and white and a rigid approach. Doesn't mean that. There's a new way. And I think that as leaders, we have an outdated view on and belief system on what work should look like and the structure of that and how employees should act and feel. And it's just, it doesn't fit into that box. So, and, and I would warn against this. If you do are one of those leaders that you're listening to this and you're like, you know, I don't see if there's anything wrong with it. Um, more hours, you're a salaried employee, then the more hours, it's better for the organization. Not in the long term. Employees do get burnout. Bad decisions can be made and it can actually impact the quality of the work. And eventually the employee may even start looking for another job because one that also values work-life integration or one that uh, values pushing this, you know, that driver to be a driver in the other areas of their life. So I would like to warn against it from a cultural perspective. It may be uh, great in the short term but it's not great in the long term and it's not the right thing to do for your employee base. And that, that even means it doesn't even matter from a, a generational perspective. This is not about generations. This is just about our culture of work in the United States. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. All right. Those are three outdated beliefs. I know there's more to come. We spend so much time at Willis HR guiding, developing, and transforming leaders. And I really love sharing these tidbits and on what we're learning and what we are experiencing as we continue to guide our small business leaders and nonprofit leaders. It's such a, it's such a value add. One thing I also want to remind you about is that we do have what's called HR Essentials Light. So what does that mean? It means that we help, whether it be small businesses or nonprofits, or even directors of HR, HR teams, with a little extra support, we have went through and we've built out forms, documents, templates, training, and all you have to do, sign up, $100 a month, and you get a discounted hourly rate, but you also have access to over 100 documents, forms, templates that have been customized and re-engineered based on the work that we have done at Willis HR and also from HR consultants and even attorneys. So it's just another way, another benefit to help you where you are, customize it to 
your team, your culture. So many great benefits. Just go to willishr.com and feel free to click at the top to eliminate your risk that you're facing every day. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. I cannot wait to bring you more information and tidbits, especially as it relates to leadership. Last but not least, as I like to end our podcast, I'd like to tell you to do one kind thing for yourself and one kind thing for someone else.